Hello and welcome to the Richard Haynes Real Estate Podcast. It is January 19th, 2021. We've got another solid show coming for you guys. It's our third episode of the year. I think I did two podcasts all of last year in 2020. So we are outperforming like we never have before and fired up to try and bring this to you guys weekly. I'm pumped. I think we're in a groove. We got a good thing going here. So this week's episode, we're going to be going over year over year numbers. And so if you're on my mailing list, you know that I send out a quarterly newsletter. I'll run numbers on quarter over quarter performance, or sometimes when we get to the third quarter, I'll look back on quarters three, two, and one, and compare it to last year's quarters, three, two, and one, to try and give you an idea on how cities are performing, how local submarkets are performing. If you're thinking about selling, you'll know if your market's strong or soft, and vice versa. If you're a buyer, you'll know if you have to kind of step up and really push, or if you've got weakness in that market or a certain asset class, whether it's a single family home or condo, it's a good guide. But this is the most fun one of the year in terms of quarterly reports because it's the end of the year. 2020 has concluded. I can take a full 12 months worth of data in 2020, compare it to last year, 2019, and you can get a full picture of how the year played out. And what's even more fun is we had a worldwide pandemic that threw the market into chaos. So having a full year of data to compare it to a year that didn't have as much chaos or really even close to the amount of chaos, it's great to look at those numbers to see what's hot, where there's opportunity, and kind of dissect the marketplace. So I'm going to break it down. Like always, in my weekly written blog, you know that I cover Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and the Palos Verdes Hill. Obviously, we look at the entirety of the South Bay, but that's the focus in the written blog and here on the podcast. So I'm going to jump into the 2020 yearly data. We're going to go, the order is going to go Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes Peninsula, Hermosa Beach, and then finally Redondo Beach. So if you've got a specific city or area in mind, that's the order we're going to go in. You can jump ahead to that city or area or listen to the whole darn thing. I think you'll find value in all of it. So number one, starting with... LA's most coveted beach city, or at least one of them, Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach had a really nice year despite the coronavirus pandemic. 2020, prices were up 10.5%. Manhattan Beach jumped to a median price of $2.6 million. That is an all-time record high for Manhattan Beach, and... Really, can you say you're surprised? The stock market rebounded strongly. The best interest rates went to the highest net worth borrowers. They like Manhattan Beach real estate. It set an all-time record high and uh, outperformed even on sales. Sales were up 10% and buyers were gobbling up the city of Manhattan Beach real estate. Let's break it down. I'm going to break it. There are seven sub-markets in Manhattan Beach. I'm going to break it down into four. 
the sand section, tree section, hill section, and then I'm combining the three sub-markets east of Sepulveda and calling it East Manhattan Beach. So starting with the sand section, this was actually the market that performed the worst in Manhattan Beach. The sand section was up only 1.69% in 2020 versus 2019. Sales were up, but basically beach real estate in Manhattan Beach was flat. And I think the reason behind that is, is because in the sand section, you get a lot more condos, townhomes, and if you are in a single family home, very close together housing asset types with smaller backyards. Now, yes, you have the beach, but sharing walls with a condo, tight quarter townhomes or single families where you're running into each other, that just didn't jive as well during the coronavirus. So although Manhattan Beach was hugely desired by buyers this year and up significantly, the sand section didn't really get to enjoy that run. Do I think it's an issue going forward? Absolutely not. But buyers were looking for other things this year and sellers were probably happy to hold their sand section real estate refinance and either cash flow stuff they had renting out or enjoy some of the best real estate in all of los angeles at an even lower price with their super low refinanced interest rates moving on to the tree section and hill section i'm going to loop them in together because they were both up in a similar manner the tree section prices, medium prices were up 5.15% during the year, and hill section prices were up 6.87% this year. So, very solid performance out of both of those submarkets. They did well because, well, both of those submarkets are largely single family home markets. The tree section, is a little bit more affordable. Those median prices jumped to just over 2.7 million and the hill section jumped to a whopping price of 3.5 million in terms of medium sales for 2020. Both performed really well, not quite the 10.5% the entire city saw, but good, strong performance in 2020 with sales keeping up as well. Moving on to East Manhattan Beach, this was where all the strength came in the city of Manhattan Beach. East Manhattan Beach was up 16.21% on median price, and it was even better in certain submarkets. So let me walk you into this. Manhattan Beach, or East Manhattan Beach, had a median price last year of $1.635 million. That jumped over $250,000, over a quarter million to $1.9 million in terms of a medium price. That performance up over 16% includes Manhattan Village, which had a poor year for Manhattan Beach. Why? Well, Manhattan Beach is a gated community around the Manhattan Beach 
country club golf course and it is a PUD or what's known as a planned unit development. You're probably more familiar with those in Palm Springs where you have a bunch of homes or condos built around a golf course. Manhattan Village is a PUD. It has a lot of condos, attached wall townhomes, and single family homes. There's a lot of uncovered parking, not as much room on the backyard space. So Manhattan Village actually struggled mightily this year for obvious reasons. People didn't want condos during the pandemic. If you break it out to Manhattan Heights, Liberty Village, and the Maricosta submarkets, those submarkets completely outperformed. They were both up well over 20% and really drove the East Manhattan Beach marketplace. And as a whole, those are big submarkets. Three submarkets out of the seven submarkets up 16.2%, with two of the areas up over 20%. Those markets really drove Manhattan Beach this year, and it makes perfect sense. There are large 7,500-square-foot lots throughout the area in East Manhattan Beach. You get bigger homes, you get bigger backyards, more space, not as busy, and it is the quote-unquote most affordable area of Manhattan Beach, so it allowed buyers to go, hey, we've got ultra-low interest rates we can afford more. Let's go to the affordable area of Manhattan Beach, pick up our backyard, our big home for a great price relative to the rest of the city. So East Manhattan Beach was really where it shined in 2020. And that doesn't look like it is stopping anytime soon to start 2021. We'll see how things shape up in the second half. But at the end of the day, the city of Manhattan Beach up 10.5% on medium price mostly driven by East Manhattan Beach real estate with the sand section real estate flat on the year. Moving on to our second area, the Palos Verdes Hill, the Palos Verdes Peninsula. This is a huge market, massive market. PV has 17-ish submarkets, two zip codes, so let's actually start by breaking it down between the two zip codes in Palos Verdes rather than trying to make one big assumption on the whole entire hill. But the 90274 zip code, more expensive zip code compared to its counterpart in 90275, 90274 real estate on the Palos Verdes hill jumped a nice 10.44%. So it matched Manhattan Beach. Conversely, 90275 real estate, more affordable real estate on the hill, jumped a whopping 18.85% in medium price. So 90274, more expensive real estate, medium price settled at $1.788 million. 90275 medium price was a little bit lower about $440,000 lower at a median price of $1.345. Both zip codes of the hill up strongly. The more affordable part of the market up higher than the more expensive. Why? Well, I think that 90274 performed really nicely being the more expensive because the same dynamics of Manhattan Beach, high net worth borrowers borrowing at ultra low interest rates. We're talking about 2% interest rates, but younger families, millennials, 
people trying to break into the first-time home buying market, 90275 at a 1.345 medium price is going to attract a lot more buyers. A lot more people can afford that price point. And so that's why you saw almost a 20% jump on that zip code of the hill. Let's break it down by city. As you know, if you follow my written blog, there are four cities on the hill and a unincorporated market. I'm going to leave the unincorporated market because it's hard to filter out and the numbers, there just isn't as much numbers that you can kind of take to the bank. So let's take these bigger cities where we can take bigger tranches of data, starting with Palace Verdes Estates. Palace Verdes Estates was up Medium price, 9.37%, with its median price settling in just $1,500 above $2 million. So a nice year for the city of Palos Verdes Estates. That city has four submarkets. Valmonte was the best performing submarket in PVE, up by double digits in terms of medium price. Surprisingly, Malaga Cove was actually a huge underperformer. It was in the red for the first 11 months out of the year, and after adding in December, it ended up in the green. But Malaga Cove is about as good as it gets in Palos Verdes. You've got homes with incredible views of the Queen's Necklace, big lots, room, space, everything you would want in the pandemic. And I think really Malaga Cove underperformed because, well... It's about as good of a place to be, and everyone chose to write out the pandemic there. So I think that's an aberration. Valmonte has been about as hot of a market as you can see in PV. Why? Well, it's on the northern part of the hill. It borders Torrance and Riviera Village. If you are moving from Redondo Beach or you want more of a rural lifestyle with trees and more space compared to Manhattan Beach, people are choosing Valmonte because it's not quite as scary going deeper into the hill. And Valmonte has picked up a lot of beach buyers who want to move up to PV but don't want to go too deep into PV. So nice, nice year in 2020 for Valmonte with, you know, an underperforming year on Malaga Cove. Rolling Hills Estates, moving on to Rolling Hills Estates. It saw a really nice jump, you guys. Rolling Hills Estates jumped over 13% in medium price to $1.4 million. Now, Rolling Hills Estates, I think, was really driven in part by Rolling Hills Country Club. So Rolling Hills Country Club was completely remodeled and a giant 100-plus new luxury home housing development behind gates around the golf course opened up and this development just went bonkers during the pandemic people wanted backyards they have them people wanted to play golf if they could this has a golf course they're behind a gate they feel safe and it's all brand new housing inventory so if you put your hands up during the pandemic and you're like I want a nicer home with all the newest amenities. I want a backyard. I want a pool. I want to overlook a golf course. I want to play golf. I want city lights. Rolling Hills Country Club delivered that for you. And they had had nice sales over the past couple of years. This year, they like tripled their sales and ran out of inventory and they're scrambling to build the remaining lots. We regularly saw five 
million dollar home sales in Rolling Hills Country Club and even saw one on the MLS clear for six million. People are buying lots for big bucks, building custom homes um, and waiting for new houses to come because they're almost all gone. So Rolling Hills Estates can really attribute their jump in price to Rolling Hills Country Club. That said, the whole city has a great offering of homes during a pandemic and really just performed well all the way around. Moving on to behind the gates, the gated city of Rolling Hills. Well, this market, this submarket, this city had the best year out of the entire South Bay. Why? Well, every property has one, two, three acres in Rolling Hills. You're a gated city. No one drives through it unless you live there. There's horse trails, tons of room, privacy, big one-level homes and views. What's not to love about being behind the gates in Rolling Hills? This submarket jumped $600,000. It was up over 22%. This is a huge jump. Rolling Hills over the past decade has been super volatile, partly because they don't get a lot of sales because a lot of homes don't trade all the time because it is very small. But amid the pandemic, this was about as good of a real estate market as you could get. It was down last year, 200 grand on medium price. This year up 600 grand. If you read my past blogs, the worst performing market of the decade from 2010 to 2019, it was Rolling Hills. It was up only 8% for the whole darn decade. Well, this year it was the best performing market alone, up 22%. That's quite a jump for behind the gates. So excellent, excellent year. Moving on to Rancho Palos Verdes, the last city we'll be covering in PV before moving on, and the most affordable city on the PV Hill, that was up 12.5% on medium price, jumped 150 grand to 1.35 million medium price. Rancho Palos Verdes had a down year in 2019. It's got its groove back during the pandemic, affordable real estate, backyards, quiet, room, place you want to be during the pandemic. It did well. Rancho Palos Verdes up over 12% on medium price. Moving on to our smallest city that I cover on the podcast and blog is Hermosa Beach. Love Hermosa Beach. Another excellent year out of the cities we've covered just now. Hermosa Beach up 10.15% on medium price. It's so solid. I mean, look, Manhattan Beach, up over 10%. 90274 PV up just over 10%. And Hermosa Beach up just over 10%. So super solid, smooth growth throughout the South Bay. And Hermosa really did well this year. I will tell you, however, even though it's up a little over 10%, this was not spread equally throughout the whole city. And I don't mean by location. I mean by asset type. One asset completely drove the whole market, and the other asset type contributed nothing. Single-family homes in Hermosa Beach were where it was at in 2020. Hermosa Beach single-family homes were up almost 20% year over year. We're talking about a $320,000 jump in values on the typical medium-priced single-family home in Hermosa. That now sits 
Medium price at 1.925 in Hermosa Beach. Wow, for single family homes. What struggled were condos and townhomes. Here's this recurring theme again. Places with condos and townhomes did not do well amid the coronavirus pandemic. Condos and townhomes in Hermosa Beach were down by a fraction, down by 0.27%. So essentially, they were flat. Hermosa has some big condo complexes. They have townhomes with shared walls, a lot of apartment buildings in the sand section. If you're near those, sometimes that's, you know, a little scary when you're buying a townhome amidst a pandemic. Condos and townhomes really underperformed. And I think that will be an opportunity, and I'll talk about that a little bit later here as we wrap up the podcast, but single families up 20%, condos and townhomes flat. So Hermosa had a really nice year as a whole, as a city, but if you own a single family home, you're screaming fiesta on your home price. If you owned a condo or a townhome, you had a lost year in value. If you're a buyer looking for a home, that stinks. If you're looking at Hermosa Beach, if you're looking for a condo or a townhome, hey, you didn't miss anything and you got a lot of buying power with where interest rates are right now. So that's the scoop on Hermosa Beach for 2020. And finally, our last city here, the city of Redondo Beach, another really big city, two zip codes. I'm going to break it down by the whole city and then the two zip codes, North Redondo versus South Redondo. Redondo Beach was the one area you've heard PV up 10%, Manhattan Beach up 10%, Hermosa Beach up 10%. Well, Redondo Beach lagged. The city of Redondo's medium prices this year, 2020, were only up 2.8%. There's no other way to say it. That's disappointing for the city of Redondo Beach. Medium price settled at $1.1 million, up only $30,000 for the year. Now, when you break it down, it's a different story. North Redondo, interestingly enough, single-family homes were essentially flat, up just under 2%. North Redondo is really known for its condo and townhome market. I don't know why prices aren't up bigger in single-family residences for North Redondo. Golden Hills, the tall and skinny single-family home market, really roared in 2020. So there's something pulling that back that I'll have to dive into deeper and get back to you. But condos and townhomes in North Redondo did really well. They're up 10.54%, up 10.5%. They did exceedingly well in a time when condos and townhomes didn't do well during the coronavirus. Why do I think that happens? Well, in 2019, median prices were at $925,000. I don't know where you can find property under a million dollars in South Bay Beach real estate with incredible public schools, but I think the fact is is that it's about as affordable real estate as you can get by the beach and interest rates collapse, so young buyers who were not worried about getting sick just went, screw it, I'm going to take these crazy low rates and I'm going to buy a condo or townhouse and get into the beach, and so prices went up. That's the only way I can explain it. And condos and townhomes had an excellent year in North Redondo. The exact inverse happened in South Redondo, which makes a little bit more sense. South Redondo, the whole market was flat on the year, but it was a lot like Hermosa Beach. Single families performed 
extremely well, up 16.75% on a median price basis. So single family homes in South Redondo surged higher. These are more expensive homes. It is closer to the beach. There are some very exclusive streets like the avenues, et cetera, that would drive the single family home market. And that makes sense on why it would be up. Condos and townhomes in South Redondo are down almost 3%. And to me, this makes sense. More expensive condos and townhomes in South Redondo. And if you're going to be paying a bigger price, do you want to be sharing walls during a pandemic? The answer is really no. So Redondo Beach, as a city, really disappointed this year. North Redondo did well. South Redondo kind of split. Single-family homes outperformed condos and townhomes were down on the year, and really South Redondo condos and townhomes dragged on the market. So that's your data. 2020 for Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes, Hermosa, and Redondo Beach. I think looking at this data, single-family homes, you guys, the path of least resistance is higher to start off 2021. Basically, you can expect markets are up 10% if you're looking, maybe more in the single-family home market. Buyers have 10% more buying power with the collapse in rates here, and they're going to keep going higher. When it comes to condos and townhomes, North Redondo was the one shining star with condos and townhomes. But Manhattan Village struggled, South Redondo condos and townhomes struggled, and Hermosa Beach condos and townhomes were flat. Therein lies the opportunity. It was a lost year for those asset types. And I think if you've got a thick stomach and you make a move in the next three to six months, I think the second half will be very powerful for these assets. These are the best value plays as we come out of the coronavirus pandemic. So go do your homework on those as a buyer. And if you're a seller, wait to list your condo or townhome in the second half of the year and hopefully catch that wave. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening to another week of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I'll see you next week and stay well.